0: To another great episode of the bourbon road with your host jim and brian where they talk bourbon and of course drink bourbon grab yourself a pour kick back and enjoy another trip down the bourbon road Very excited to have BlantonsBourbonshop.com as a new sponsor for the Bourbon Road Podcast. In fact, this podcast is brought to you by Blanton's Bourbon Shop. BlantonsBourbonshop.com is the only official merchandiser for Blanton's the original single barrel. Looking for a unique gift? Blanton's Bourbon Shop has got you covered. BlantonsBourbonshop.com is your home for all Blanton's gifts. The Bourbon Road is excited to have pintsandbarrels.com as a sponsor of this episode, as well as our official custom apparel provider. Be sure to check out pintsandbarrels.com and browse their ultimate online store for bourbon lovers. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Bourbon Road Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Shannon, and today... Today we're on the road again. We're in Frankfort, Kentucky. It seems like we're getting to Frankfort a little more often these days, but always a great place to visit. Happy to be here today. We are in the Corner Rick House, uh, just across the river from uh, uh, downtown Frankfort. I guess this is still downtown Frankfort, but uh, this is just across the the bridge on St Clair. There, across the street from what used to be Rick's White Light Diner. And uh, this is the uh, the headquarters of the Frankfurt Bourbon Society. And today, uh, we've got a guest on the show. been a friend of the podcast for a very long time, a friend of mine for a very long time. We've had a lot of opportunities to drink whiskey together in the past. Seems like we bump into each other all the time. Uh, Todd Ritter, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Jim. I appreciate it. It's really, really good to have you on today. I'm really excited for for what you have in store for me. And, uh, and I, you know, this is, uh, this is a big deal for me. I'm a big Turkey fan. You know that. Right. And, uh, and today, uh, well, let's say this not too long ago, you held an event with the Frankfurt bourbon society where you opened up your bottles, your some, some rare, some not so rare Turkey bottles uh, for, uh, the club, the society. And, uh, I wasn't able to make it, but you're such a great guy. You're going to include me today.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was really hoping you'd make that event. There were a couple bottles that uh, didn't survive that event. Uh, they got dr- drank completely, and but I brought a few more things today to the to the show, and looking forward to trying them with you and comparing right. some some different years. And
0: so you've got four for us today, and then you have a bonus pour at the end, which we'll reveal a little bit later on. But we're going to drink. Uh, we'll, Kind of get straight to that whiskey here. That um, sounds good. We'll, we'll get to that first pour. One of my favorites in my pantry upstairs. I've talked about this many times. Um, this is always in my pantry. I have a bourbon bar, the bourbon road bar in my basement where we host a lot of our shows. And then there's some wild turkey down there too. But upstairs in the pantry is where I keep the stuff I need to reach for every day. And that wild turkey 101 is definitely one of them. So today we're going to lead off for you. We're going to actually be doing a comparison. So tell us about what we're what we're doing in the first half. Here. Uh,
1: so like you said, uh, the first pour we'll have is just kind of a modern day uh, wild turkey one hundred and one. Um, you know, purchased earlier this year, I believe. Uh, to me, it's it's a classic. It's got a little proof to it. You know, you can drink it mixed or neat or on the rocks or you know it. it it plays well with just about anything. And it's just a, to me, it's just a, it's a classic pour. Secondly is a wild Turkey eight year from 2002. So that means everything in that bottle is either eight years or older. And if you could, uh, obviously this is a audio podcast, so you can't really see the difference in color, but it's, uh, it's almost night and day a little bit. Um, so they say, you know, it says age stated eight years. So there's probably, Older, 10, 12, 14, maybe even higher than that, um, aged barrels in this this bottle.
0: And that still happens today sometimes. We've seen it (laughs) in in recent releases where they've had to put some older barrels in. To manage their inventories, right, right, and but I can tell by looking at these two bottles right now that there's there's some difference between the two, but they're both one hundred one proof. They're both Wild Turkey. Uh, in two thousand two, were there some differences in barrel entry proofs? Um, two thousand four is when they changed from one hundred
1: seven to uh, one hundred ten barrel entry proof, and then later on, I believe in two thousand fifteen is when they went to. One hundred fifteen, or no? Yes, one hundred fifteen barrel winter Got
0: it. Okay. Well, let's get straight to this whiskey. People are saying, drink, drink, drink. So let's let's drink. Let's drink. drink. Cheers, Cheers, Jim. It's good to see you, buddy. You too. I still got a little bit of funk on it. Maybe it's maybe it's just sitting next to it. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're blending in <laughs> they're the air. Blending in the air.
1: <laughs> it's fantastic, though. Oh, just classic cherry, little orange slice.
0: I still get a little bit of smoke on it. Yeah, uh, that that rye spice is just wonderful on the nose. Yep. It's it's light, but it's it's there. Yeah, you know, it used to be that wild turkey was considered the, and it's still called the high rye bourbon, right? Correct. But these days, not Com- so high compare right? compared today. No, not at all. <laughs> Cheers. It's maybe
1: in the middle of the road.
0: Oh, that's just always good. Always, always great. Good. Always. Now this is the. The the contemporary Wild Turkey 101 is anywhere between six and eight year typically, right? Correct. But from time to time, like we were saying a minute ago, dealing with barrel management issues, sometimes they have to put some older whiskey in it and you can tell. Right. And uh, so it's not always the same. It's close, but every now and then you yeah. can, uh,
1: I think Rare Bird 101's you know, he's he is the uh the know-it-all to wild turkey. He's pretty uh Pretty keen on when like that batch changes. Uh, I think his palate's so attuned to wild turkey that he instantly knows when uh, that batch has changed in a bottle.
0: Yeah, it's and, pretty and, amazing. And he'll call out. He'll call out some bottle bottle codes out and stuff. Yeah. But honestly, he he always keeps it. David always keeps it very um, real. Right? He's right. like, "Come on, guys, don't go out and fill your pantries with this stuff just because they've got a few extra barrels of ten year in there." But nevertheless, there is a difference in it. I just, I'm, this is never going to grow old for me. I've been drinking this since 1981. Folks, you can do some math. No, nah, I'm going to save you the math. I turned 60 this year. So cheers to that. Cheers. But in 1981, I was in Ohio, and in Ohio, 18 was the drinking age. Right. Even though we were supposed to only drink 3.2% beer once you got in the bar. That's funny. Yeah. I remember those days. Do you? I'm not too far behind
1: you, so. But that, by the time I was, uh, I had to turn 21 to get to that drinking age. Yeah. So I'm 55. I'll be 55 in April. So
0: double nickel. Double nickel. All right. Well, this is a great whiskey. It's always good, folks. Uh, if you're new to the show, if if you've been around a while, you, I've, I've been singing praises for Wild Turkey 101 forever. Twenty five dollars a bottle. Sixty eight year old bourbon. Uh, Jimmy's thumb of approval on it, guaranteed. Uh, just great, S- a little bit spicy, not too spicy, uh, but it has that that wonderful extra added turkey something. It's a. It's like a, a little bit of antiqueness to it, right? Yeah. yeah. I like, don't even... They call it the funk. They call it the funk. But <laughs> when you say funk, people are like... And if they're new to the show, they're like, funk. I don't yeah. want to drink something with they funk. You start thinking it. of like blue cheese or something. <laughs> yeah. It's just something. It's something that reminds you of a, an old woodworking shop or a, a little bit of Rickhouse smell. Yeah, but more Rick. of a, a kind of a, a
1: dusty... Yeah, it just takes me to like walking in a rickhouse and like, you know, they don't go through there sweeping the floor very often. So it's just got a kind of, it's just got that rickhouse aroma. I, I mean, there's no true describing it. It's like bourbon, wood, charred oak, metal barrel staves. It's kind of a combination of a lot of things.
0: Well, every year we we do a, a turkey episode um, right at Thanksgiving. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. And uh, we're actually, how far are we from the Wild Turkey Distillery here? I think it's about about a 25-minute drive. Yeah. Yeah. Just curious. Do you think their sales peak at Thanksgiving? (laughs) (laughs) I've never really thought about that, but I wonder. It's got to spike a little bit. Yeah. Just because
1: it's turkey. It's turkey. I mean, maybe not necessarily the 101
0: proof, you know, you've got the 81 proof and... I mean, if you've, you've, uh, the honey, if you're going to, uh, a friend's giving or something like that and you want to bring a bottle, this would be the appropriate bottle to bring. Correct. Wow. So how long have you, when did you have your first wild Turkey 101?
1: Ooh, uh, pre 21 years old. I'm pretty sure probably, you know, I was one of those, uh, the old bourbon and Coke and I'm, Pretty sure I I think my first was probably ancient age because, you know, uh, yeah. I'm a Frankfurt boy. Yep. Um and but I would say Wild Turkey 101 probably may have been in my cup, yeah, 17, 18
0: or something. Man, it never gets old. It's just yeah. I don't I don't know of any podcaster, YouTuber, uh distiller. Or, or other, you know, whiskey bourbon lover who doesn't have a great deal of respect for wild turkey. I would agree with that statement. There's a lot of whiskeys in this world that are uh, polarizing a little bit. Some people like them, some people don't. Right. Um, based on their profiles, but there's this, uh, sort of this general love for wild turkey. This, I think, because it's been so consistent over the years. And, um, and the family has kind of been running the show for right, a very right. long time. A very long
1: time. Plus, I mean, talk about keeping it simple. You've got two mash bills there. That's, yeah. that's it. Yeah. You know, a lot of the other places, not a whole lot more, but still, raw turkey's got a rye and they've got a bourbon.
0: Yeah. And that's one thing I'm kind of thankful for. I'll just, I'll just start out with that here. One thing I'm really thankful for uh, this Thanksgiving is uh, Jimmy, Eddie, and Bruce keeping it real. I'll second that. Uh, continuing to make the good stuff all these years and keeping it in the family so awesome i mean they are owned from outside but yeah but they th- would th- say
1: it's changed a little bit on their end i'm sure it but, has.
0: but they're still large and they're still charge. there i mean if it <laughs> they
1: weren't loving it they probably would not be there you know yeah so
0: absolutely cheers to them cheers to them cheers jimmy eddie bruce the next uh, generation Yeah, no complaints there. Good stuff. So now you are um you know, you're you just recently got added to the board of the Frankfurt Bourbon Society, right?
1: Um it's been about a year and a half now, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So uh uh actually I was thinking, you know, I've appeared on here one other well, I appeared on here kind of twice. I'll, I'll I'll explain. The first time was episode 150. Uh we uh to celebrate hitting 150 episodes, I uh Shared a old forester 150th anniversary with you guys, uh, and then my second unofficial was I entered a uh, blend into the, your blend contest that uh, uh, yes. you guys judge with uh, Ashley Barnes, and uh, I came in second in the overall, but first in the name. So,
0: and so. you've had some pretty good success with these blending contests, haven't you?
1: Uh, yeah, I've. I entered a few times last year. Not so lucky, but, um, I guess 2021, I entered, um, Jason calori uh, and drum, uh, entered his, there were about, I think 24 contestants and I won that. So, uh, I won, um, a whole lot of, um, uh, cool little, you know, Glassware's and T-shirts. I've got a shirt that says "My blend is better than yours." Uh, so, uh,
0: yeah. So he and calls then, it Blendageddon.
1: Yes, Blendageddon. And uh, so, and then some, you know, some notoriety, I guess, amongst the uh, whiskey tube and just whiskey fans in general so well, you get
0: on a few shows here and there don't you
1: yeah uh, i've been appearing on some friends of mine uh the hello again whiskey friends uh their youtube uh channel quite a bit so in fact uh later tonight we'll be doing a rye craft single barrel uh challenge where i sent them some craft rise and they've been blinding them and they've kind of gone through 12 different expressions and we're down to a final four so um I'm kind of open trying to open their eyes to not just mainstream cuz you know some of these whiskey tubers tend to focus on that I think a yeah. lot and so I'm trying to open them up open their eyes up to that you know there's there's other stuff out there
0: if you can't can't find those unicorns or can't find those allocated things right yeah I think we kind of learned that a long time ago it does work when it when it's when it's about the numbers when it's about viewership and downloads and views and listens or whatever you're counting to right. see how successful your particular media is as being having a pappy episode or having a weller episode or having uh you know a blanton's episode or something like that is always going to draw the numbers right but you got to get out there you got to you got to step outside the box and do some craft stuff because it is absolutely amazing agreed and uh but you guys i, I wish you luck with that unfortunately this show will come out uh, after that event. So yeah, tonight, tonight's <laughs> will be a live event. So, <laughs> so they can check that anyway. No, no filters. <laughs> yeah. So how do they find them again?
1: Uh, they are on, uh, YouTube. You can look up, uh, hello again, whiskey friends. hello again, whiskey. Um, friends. Yeah, there are, there are three friends I made, uh, I guess a couple of years ago. Um, we just kind of met through chat, live YouTube chats and, um, uh, kind of hit it off. And we met for a, uh, a couple tours in Bardstown. I guess that's been about a couple years ago now, or a year and a half ago. And uh, they actually came into Bourbon on the Banks, and
0: um, so yeah,
1: we. Uh, I'm considered their uh, unofficial executive producer. So there you go. Yeah, awesome. So, I'm an well, idea don't, man. Don't
0: producers normally pay for things?
1: Uh, yeah. So uh, so you're. I, I'm kind of. I'm <laughs> sending them free whiskey. <laughs> there you go to try. So, but uh, you know, and yeah, we it's. We keep UPS pretty busy. They send me some stuff. Uh actually tonight our first pour is actually gonna be a Booker's Rye
0: pour. Oh fantastic. The uh yeah. Speaking of unicorns, that's oh yeah, yeah. definitely. So Absolutely. I'm very excited about that. All right. So I'm ready to move on. So this is uh in my glass now is a lot darker than what we had. Yeah, I'd say it's like double iced tea or <laughs> like, tea like good those, southern tea for those right? you yeah for
1: those <laughs> you not in the south it's just tea uh
0: yeah good nice dark color to it it looks like it's definitely going to be uh, uh a good pour let's go back over the specifics on this again
1: uh this one's uh from 2002 and like i said it's a eight year it's age age stated eight years and um yeah, it's a, it's a big difference than today's because uh like I said there's probably some older barrels in this. I mean, like you said, like back then it was a little you know, sales were a little slower than they are today, so sure. they were dumping what they needed to to
0: and not to that, get it out the door. Barrel entry proof makes tons of difference. Yeah. So cheers. So
1: yeah, I would say this probably wasn't even cut that much back in the day, I would right. say. Cheers. Cheers. That nose is a lot darker fruits to me, like black cherry rather than like the
0: cherry. Oh, this is deeper, richer. Raisin. Definitely raisin cherry. Yeah. A lot more cherry on this. I went straight for the palate though. Yeah.
1: It just does just, just kind of make you say, oh, I need to drink that. It's yeah. Lovely.
0: There's lovely. There's a lot more going on in this one here. It's a lot more, a little bit, well... A lot more complex, but uh, the notes are more pronounced in it, right? Than on the the contemporary one hundred and one. And you said it probably didn't need
1: much water added. I mean, that's it doesn't taste thin like you know, like the typical one hundred and one. You can kind of get that. Well, this has been cut a little bit, and if you've seen some of their products out that are coming out barrel proof, they tend to run in that one twelve to one eighteen area. So. I'm thinking with this lower barrel entry proof back in the day that, I mean, why didn't take a whole lot of water to cut that to 101? Well, if I
0: remember correctly, uh, the reason it was Wild Turkey 101 is because that's typically the proof that it came out of the barrel at back then. So I heard a story about it, some interview with Jimmy or something. And the question is, why Wild Turkey 101? Why 101? Well, back in the day... You know, with the lower entry proofs, uh, some of the barrels would go up in proof, some would go down. But at the end of the day, I guess the the grand average was it would drop in proof, and you would end up with uh, 101 proof. Right. Well, they would still proof it to 101 to be consistent, but very little water had to be added. Yeah. It's just rich. Yeah, and it's got a little extra sort of measure of that funk, just a little bit more, I think. Yeah, it's not...
1: Totally like dusty, like some yeah. of those nineties and eighties bottles. Exactly. But it's, it almost feels like it'll get there if it's sat in that bottle, you know, maybe five more years or something.
0: I don't think I've got that much cherry on a wild turkey before, but it's um, cherry and tobacco. Yes. Like a cherry tobacco, like cherry, like pipe, almost like cherry pipe tobacco, like a pipe tobacco. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And How your a, mouth tastes after you draw from a cherry pipe tobacco into your mouth and you just taste it. That's exactly on the little, money. Little leather. Yep. It's uh, it's chewy. Wow, that is so so good. Yep. So year and a half on the board of uh, the Frankfurt Burden Society. How many members do you guys have? Uh, Last count, I think it was 224, including
1: yourself. And there's some honorary. You're an honorary member. And then uh, we have some other honorary members like um, Freddie, uh, of course, and um, Brent Elliott. And yeah. uh, So um, it kind of fluctuates, you know, people drop in and out occasionally. um, But what about out of state? Uh, We have a few, honestly, because we have some folks that will come into town and, you know, um, at certain periods and, you know, we do some barrel picks here. Um, Right now, I think we've just got, we've kind of been working on an inventory a little bit. So right now we just got a couple from Spirits of French Lick, a Wilderness Trail Rye and a Three Cord, actually. So, um, and, you know, we sell those to our members and... um, So when those folks come in, that's kind of, they may stock up on a few of those and try them or come to a couple events. Because we typically have, I mean, on a slow month, at least like three events a month, but uh, a good month, anywhere from eh, seven, Yeah, eight, nine. We've we've had some fundraisers with uh, Freddie and um, the Kentucky Black Bourbon Guild recently. Uh, We raised some money for colon cancer recently. And um, yeah,
0: so- always doing something it's fantastic so if there's another club listening today and they're like how do they do that how do they have their own little place you know and and how do they do barrel picks and sell to their members how do they how does that all work what's what's the system you guys have in place that makes this whole thing just uh function
1: um a lot of it's our um relationships with our members because honestly our one of our members owns this building so it was like we our other building um was more of a Yeah, just kind of a come and pick up your bottle place. And when we had events, uh, we would use um, the ballroom at a bank uh, here in downtown, the Whittaker Bank. So very sizable, very nice. And we've actually had a, you know, if we have an event probably over 50, 60 people, then that's usually when we'll uh, ask if we can use that. Because, you know, this is a, it's a nice cozy spot, but when it gets like our holiday party will be pretty Crazy. pretty full. Yeah. I, <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We had to take it to the road, you know? So Yeah,
0: because it it, it kind of begs the question. You know, you guys are two hundred and some members strong and uh you've got a facility here that's just amazing. Really yeah. nice. Yeah, thanks. And uh so what's the membership fees? Because my goodness um,
1: <laughs> It's a hundred dollars a year, although we've been running a a deal. If say if say if you brought Brian to an event and he wanted to join it'd be 50 bucks for him first time around so that's fantastic um yeah
0: yeah i was gonna say that those dues hardly pay for the what you get back right oh, So i mean it's amazing
1: we pretty much have if we don't have some type of meal we you know catered meal we'll have you know charcuterie boards and people bring stuff we just um just this past monday we had a bourbon ball contest no no prizes or anything but there were probably oh wow um I don't know, 15 different types of bourbon balls. Yeah. So it's a very active group. Uh, Yeah. You know, and with all things, um, there's, there's a nucleus that, you know, that, Kind of does more things than than the others, I but guess. that's true everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, that's I that's, mean, the that's same that's thing normal. with your Facebook page. There are those that chime in and comment, and, you know, it's just like that everywhere. There, yeah. Some of these people don't come out until we do a Buffalo Trace pick <laughs> in, our, in our membership, which I understand. I'm not faulting them for that. But uh, the things have changed since, uh, you know, when the, this um, bourbon society started in 2017. So it was a little, little easier to get those bourbon barrel uh, picks from Buffalo Trace back then. Now... It's, uh, it's like winning the lottery.
0: Yeah, it's tough. Well, a lot of their product is starting to show up on the shelves, though, because of uh, the recent distributorship shakeup, right? Right. And uh, and I've walked into more than one liquor store and found good amounts of the full line on the shelves. That's nice. And you, you say, how did this happen? they say, well, you used to get two bottles. Now we get two cases. Ever since, you know, they had to reacquire that 20 million dollars in inventory and redistribute it now everybody's getting bottles so hey yeah something's gotten better there yeah agree yeah so you guys find more bottles available in the local market here in frankfurt
1: uh because
0: you got the whole world descending on you to buy buffalo you know
1: it's funny jim i'm gonna be telling myself i don't honestly look for it that often yeah uh i've kind of moved on to uh other things, I'm really big into single barrel picks and um, craft stuff. So, I mean, sure, if I were to see an antique collection lying about at MSRP, I'd probably grab it. But Probably? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. <laughs> oh, oh shucks. Okay. And, and then uh, I guess probably the last thing I grabbed was probably one of the Stag, formerly the Juniors. So, yeah. I think. But, yeah. I just leave it for the, everybody else. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to help. Everybody else get one. And I've actually procured a few bottles to send to folks that, you know, I can't find it. Like, yeah. I've sent Eagle Rares, you know, stuff like that. So,
0: yeah, I have to buy Eagle Rare whenever I send it because my wife likes it. Well, I like it, too. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, she really likes it. Right. And she wants a bottle available at all times. So, hard to beat a 10-year. It's hard to beat a 10-year. At that and price. it's good stuff. Yep. And, absolutely. Well, I've really enjoyed that. Uh, That was a fine pour. That was definitely something that contrasts uh, significantly to what we're getting on the shelf today. Correct. Um, Am I unhappy with what we have today? No, I'm super happy with what we have today. I'm glad. Um, And there's two more to go. But if that was was next to it, I'd probably pick that one up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we've got two more bottles and uh, more turkey talk. More turkey talk. Cheers. Unique gift, Blanton's Bourbon Shop has got you covered. All of their handcrafted wood products are made in their in-house wood shop with authentic bourbon barrels. Specializing in barrel-aged potent treats, these Blanton's barrels to age their own maple syrup, honey, and coffee. Find the most unique gift ideas for your golf lover, cigar connoisseur, avid coffee drinker, and Blanton's fan. Want to win an authentic Blanton's barrel head? Make sure you sign up for the giveaway on the homepage of their website. BlantonsBourbonShop.com is your home for all Blanton's gifts. If you're a bourbon drinker, and I bet you are if you're listening to this podcast, you need to head over to PintsAndBarrels.com and check out the ultimate online store for bourbon lovers. Pints and Barrels Company was started by bourbon lovers for bourbon lovers. From spices to t-shirts, you'll find the perfect bourbon gift. Pints and Barrels proudly supports the bourbon road and invites you to visit pintsandbarrels.com. You need a custom apparel or swag for your bar, distillery, maybe even your bourbon society. They can do that too. As a matter of fact, they print our apparel. We're so happy with the quality and fast turnaround, Pintsandbarrels.com, the ultimate bourbon lover's gift shop and branding specialist. Hey, this is welcome back. This show is dedicated to wild turkey in in celebration of Thanksgiving and all all things uh, turkey related. My good friend Todd Ritter is here, and we're just having a great time sitting down with some old Wild Turkey pours. In the first half, we had uh, a contemporary Wild Turkey 101, followed that up with one from 2002. Big difference between the two. Uh, but now we're going to drink some rare breed. So, Todd, what do we have? Uh, so,
1: kind of keeping with our theme on the first pour, uh, I've got a modern-day rare breed, which clocks in at about 116.8 proof. and then. Uh, I've got a couple older ones, but uh, for that uh, event recently, um, I opened this one's from 2015, and it came in at 112.8 proof. So, uh, looking at the the bottles, oddly enough, you would think the older one might be a little darker, but in this case,
0: not this time. Not uh, this time. Interesting. It doesn't follow the suit with with the first. But the first with the yeah. Wild Turkey 101. So no. the uh, the
1: the older rare breed breed has a little lighter color this time. So, rare breed, let's talk a little bit about what rare breed is. Rare breed is. Rare breed is Wild Turkey's answer to Bookers, basically. Uh, Bookers was one of the, I guess, well, you could go way back when they were uh, dropping stuff at Cash Proof or 100, 100 Proof Bottled and Bonds and such. But like the true barrel proofs didn't really come out until uh, Booker No dropped uh, the Bookers. Um, you know, it ranged anywhere from those high 120s. True. So, uh, Bob Turkey kind of followed suit and this was kind of their answer. Um, and, and it, and like Jimmy I
0: said, and Jimmy and Booker were kind of close.
1: Right. Right. And, uh, like I said, this came out in 91. It's gone through a lot of iterations. Um, it used to be kind of an annual release, um, and different proofs. And I think the version we're seeing on the shelves now, obviously I'm sure again, batches, they all can be a little different, but that one sixteen eight. 116.8 proof has been going since about 2016, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. It's been
0: around for a long time. Yeah. So it's, so,
1: uh, you kind of wonder if they're kind of holding to that. Something. Yeah. Or something may change anytime soon. <laughs> I, you know, just for fun and just to keep, uh, us whiskey, whiskey fans, uh, on our toes or something. Well, they don't,
0: they don't change things very often. That's it's, true. They're very traditional at wild Turkey. Things tend to hold the same. You get, there's a big uproar when they change a bottle or something, right. you know, but, or a label. I, honestly i like the new labels yeah i mean it's uh it's got a bigger turkey on it compared to
1: the the 2015 one it we're does. looking at so and uh i guess maybe maybe they didn't do it because they also came out with, a, with the uh, chill filtered version right yeah yeah so maybe they're like here we'll do this and then maybe on down the line maybe they'll come out with something a little a rye, yeah. a the right version that's true and the rye version all right well cheers
0: cheers I tell you what, I'm not getting one 16.8 on the nose. It's good though. A
1: little more barrel character, I think. Yeah. Now, this is one of those I've, uh, they say six, eight, and 12 year old bourbon.
0: Six, eight, and 12. I think yeah. you're right. Yep. So it's getting a little bit of that uh, extra aged right. bourbon oak character to it. But yeah, it's got a nice, deep, deep dark color to it. Cheers. Cheers. Oh yeah, and it's nice, spicy bump to that. Yep. I I really, really, I need to get back to drinking, uh, rare breed a little more often. I don't give it as much attention as I should. It, um, it's on my bar, but it's not upstairs. Right. I'm just wondering if I ought to pull a bottle up there just uh, when I want something a little more punched. Right.
1: It. When it's a little colder outside, a little colder <laughs> outside. Yeah, winter is coming. <laughs> winter right? is coming. That's right. It's pretty chilly today. Wow. It's It's like a richer caramel on this, I think, than obviously compared to that 101.
0: Yeah, almost a toffee, Mm -hmm. like a toffee flavor to it. A little bit of a burnt note. I think it comes from those older whiskeys in there. A little more char exposure.
1: And I've seen the MSRP climb. It's been climbing a little on those, but still, it's a... I
0: think about a 65, 70 bottle. Yeah, speaking of MSRPs, my goodness, what about the special releases? It's getting out of control. Oh, or? yeah, it's something. I I just kind of shake my head and say somebody else can have it. I, I can remember paying $75 for a diamond, yeah. maybe 75, 80 bucks for a decades. I, I don't remember exactly, but somewhere in that, does that sound about right?
1: That does. Um, I, I think. I got a unforgotten at the distillery that are released there, and and that was two hundred ish. I believe yeah. it's it's been a while so, but that one's gone. But that was good. that, yeah. that was that
0: Rye. and a cornerstone, and and some of the others. And, and this year, generations came out, <sighs> and uh, I have to say, I haven't tasted it yet. I have not either. I'm gonna get a pour somewhere. I I,
1: I figure if I really want to try it, and the Prices right at a, hopefully one of my local, local bars or something. That's where I'll, I'll give it a whirl, but. Is Bo
0: pouring it down at the, um, gift shop, Do you know?
1: I don't know. I haven't, I know. <laughs> Funny enough, I'd like, um, keep in touch with him quite often. I like, and actually invited him to our wild, wild Turkey event, uh, recently, but he was on vacation. Um, so, but, uh, when I'm out in that neck of the woods, I pop in and say hi and I've, I've actually taken him, uh. It was like a 2006 bottle of Wild Turkey, and just said, "Hey, thanks for you know what you do, what right? you do." And you know, he lets lets folks know when certain things drop, which is a good thing and probably a bad thing because sometimes you you know I don't go chasing too much, but um, he let let folks know on Instagram that a Russell's 13 was in the gift shop, and I that's that's my honey. Yeah, I, I like all those Russell's 13,
0: so <laughs> they are they are pretty darn it's good. Just Otherworldly, so. so they're just dropping them in the gift shop once in a while. They're like sprinkling them out like pepper, yeah, right? just peppering kinda. them out. I, you know, I'm kind of the same as you. We we're at 375 episodes or so. Now. I I don't know the exact count, but um, that's a lot of whiskey. That's a lot of bottles. Um, it's. There was a period of time there where we were chasing bottles. Yep. And uh, rightly so, because at the time, you know, the excitement was there. You get caught up in the excitement of it all. and But as you explore and uh, you get out there and you start to visit some of these craft distilleries that are coming into their own, you start to realize that there is some amazing whiskey right at your fingertips. I mean, right there. And not just Kentucky. I mean, it's, not just it's, Kentucky. it's all over the place now and and yeah and the different areas you go to their whiskeys bring something special to the table something they call it terroir you know that that special something that comes from a local area right and um, some different grain use and and recently you know we've we've been to texas we've been to colorado we've been to iowa we've been to washington state we've we've tried all these different areas and the whiskeys are all fantastic and and now we got the sing, American single malts coming. I mean, oh my goodness! Yeah, what do you think about that?
1: Um, I haven't really dove deep into the single single malts. Uh, I did find one I really like out of Pennsylvania, I believe, old line. Yeah. Um, but it's a different beast than the other. Like I always typically get like some of the Westlands and hands. There's like this fruit biscuit and that kind of thing. But I don't know what's um. Uh, this old line did but it's just rich and dark and like i don't know, yeah it's dark chocolate coffee yeah it's a I'm different kind of that. Uh, yeah, it yeah sounds really good this was a single barrel so I, it was a friend shared and i was like that was an amazing port you know yeah. but that's what it's about
0: well this rare breed is phenomenal it's so good like I said, I think I'm going to carry my bottle upstairs for the winter months. It won't last very long, but I've got a lot of people. I've got 20-some people coming in for Thanksgiving. So, we're actually doing it on Saturday this year. So Probably a little less traffic, so that'll be nice. A little less traffic. People yeah. get to people get to, you know, have Thanksgiving with their own families and come together for another gathering and we'll if watch. If I'm mistaken,
1: there's a pretty big football game Saturday There's a too. big
0: game on Saturday. Yeah. There's a couple of big games on Saturday. Well, I'm thinking of the one, the one for us, right? Yeah, the, the one, one for can, us. Can yeah, that's yeah. a big, what do you think about that? You uh, have a well, prediction? I'm an
1: oddity. Uh, yeah. I am a Louisville fan. Yeah, yeah. I've been for years, although last year's basketball team was just something to, to, <laughs> to miss. Um, but, um, you know, they've looked really, really good. Um, so I, I, I mean, if I'm going to make a prediction, I'm going to say the Cardinals by fourteen or something. Well, there, there. you go. You're yeah, you're, so. you're
0: outside the the spread on. Yeah, I think it's like anyway. four and a half or something. Seven. Seven. Okay, it's seven. going up a little, but <laughs> yeah, Kentucky has a way of. For those who are not from Kentucky and are listening, what the hell are they talking about? Okay, Kentucky and Louisville. It's a it's an age old rivalry. Every state has one, but the one here is uh, actually play for the barrel. Correct. They play, I, I honestly don't know what it's they play uh, for.
1: Yeah, like there's a, you know, trophy that whatever team wins takes, I'm pretty sure it's
0: a bourbon barrel or something like that. Oh my like goodness, that. no, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I probably heard it in the past and just didn't, it just didn't click. But. Right. So Kentucky and Louisville are playing, I think Kentucky is somewhere around 6-4, and 6-5, and five, something like that. Louisville is 10-1. Uh, and 10-1. and one. Yeah. They're ranked 9. I don't know. In the NCAA I right now, I believe so. And uh, yeah, they're doing really good this year. New coach, Jeff new coach, Brom. yeah, and doing doing the Lord's work. And I don't have a favorite team. I mean, you you're a professed uh, Louisville fan. I I was at a Kentucky basketball game a couple weeks ago. Yeah, uh, and you know I'm going to watch the Louisville. Game. I'm going to cheer for Louisville uh, because I want to get behind a team that's got a chance. Right? Yeah, Yeah. But, you know, look, Kentucky's pulled it off in the past. Yep. that's you know, true. I Louisville's mean, been ranked pretty high before, and Kentucky's come in and just wiped them. Yep. So, I mean, it can happen. That's, that's, that's why they play the game. <laughs> that's why they play the game. I guess uh, is it another game is Ohio State-Michigan, Oh, right? that's right. That's yeah. a big game. That, this. that northern one. Northern one, yeah. Northern one. I'm originally from Ohio, so I remember that, that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Rare breed is just... I'm I'm just getting a little bit of uh you know those little swirl cakes you get them the little breakfast swirls yeah I'm getting that okay um they're cheap they're like 99 cents for a little pa- plastic tin of those
1: I'm getting look like at a little honey honey drizzle
0: yeah it's it's really good whiskey yeah. it's so good yeah <laughs> It's so good, and folks, it's right there. What's the pro- what's the price on this?
1: So I want to say that's like probably I think sixty is a good spot
0: for that. Now you could tell it has been a while since I bought a bottle of rare breed. Yeah, my goodness. Well, while turkey is thankfully still twenty five to twenty seven dollars. Yes. Well, still, but still for for that, yeah, I'll, I'll pay sixty for that all day. That's a great whiskey. Yep. that's a really, really, really good bourbon. Fantastic.
1: I might even add that, you know, you often, sometimes people ask you if like, if you can only drink one distillery from one distillery, I would say Wild Turkey would probably be that one, like, I could live on for the the rest of my days, I guess.
0: I would have to join you in that camp. If I had to choose one, like you, I think I would choose Wild Turkey. <laughs> You don't you could choose all their expressions, right? Yeah, I was
1: gonna say with a caveat that they just send me one yeah. whenever I want it.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna dream, I want to dream big. I mean, they could literally sponsor the Bourbon Road and wouldn't have to give me any money. They'd just send me whiskey, right? Yeah. I think we'd be all right with that. Bo hand deliver it. I'd be all right. Bo could hand deliver it, have him on a show, play as a uh, gobble box once in a while. Yeah, the gobble box. My goodness. Fantastic whiskey. So you are not only on the board of the frankfurt bourbon society but you were just recently inducted into the board of the bourbon on the banks on the
1: banks festival so uh since i was at this last year's bourbon on the banks uh i did my due diligence and started asking you know some of the vendors like you know um what what can we do to improve and you know and You know, as a uh, Frankfurt Bourbon Society member, we've always had like, you know, I think you've heard like some of our our other other members um, talk. We have really close ties. There's obviously board members on both. So um, and, you know, it's it's kind of a hand in hand kind of process. So it's not a big leap. I guess I'll just have maybe can maybe
0: bring them some fresh ideas, I hope. And. You know that kind of thing, so I'm looking forward to it. Well, fantastic! I mean, they've always done such a great job, and in fact, I know for a fact that the Kentucky Bourbon Festival has has watched Bourbon on the Banks to get ideas about how to change things up and do things differently. So, um, they have been doing it right for since the beginning, growing each year. Yeah. Kind of at capacity now, though, aren't they? Uh, yeah they they reached their cap. Yeah. This past year and I, I mean, you could tell it was,
1: but it was perfect. I mean, yeah. the weather, I mean, obviously the weather's always a coin toss at that time, but it was a beautiful day, a little cool, uh, sweatshirts, but people just music. I mean, it was it was awesome.
0: Now, did you go to the Kentucky Bourbon Festival as well? I did not. I've, sadly, I've never, ever been to that one. Well, I, I can tell you this. So they have also – well, you know, it used to be a different show there. It used to be more of it like a craft festival, right? It was uh, – and, and it had a good number of attendees, but it wasn't like it is today. And they have morphed that into something altogether different and very bourbon-focused now. Right. And, um, and it has grown – in the two or three years since they made that the change to the point now where I think it might be too many people. Mm. And that's my opinion. I yeah. mean, that's just me. Some people said it was wonderful. Obviously the distilleries love it. Having that many people there. I'm, I'm not going to disagree with them because they had lines, you know, 20, 30, 40 people long waiting to taste their whiskeys. They love that. Right. Yeah. Which not, not the case here Bourbon on the banks. Right, exactly. But when you're an attendee, you're like, I don't want to wait in another line. I just want to drink. I just want to try their stuff. I don't want to be at Disney World. (laughs) I want to drink some whiskey. (laughs) Exactly. So there's a big difference there for sure. But I'm glad to hear you're on the board. I'm glad to hear you're going to bring some new fresh ideas. You're very focused on the vendors and and what their experience was and how to make things better. I I can't imagine it, how they would be able to make it any bigger because they're just out of land, right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh we wouldn't I, be bourbon on the banks anymore I, if they expanded into town.
1: Maybe we could go to the other, other side of the river and take over that bank too and maybe have like some sort of ferry across.
0: Oh, one of those ones where you pull on the you stand there <laughs> yeah, and pull like on the, the road old school. We can get uh we can get the a couple of old uh old timers, you know, to get the, some end.
1: mules to do it or something. <laughs> I don't know. Give it some, I, there we go. I go. got an idea.
0: I imagine you can get that land on the other side pretty cheap. This yeah. is the side that costs the money, That's,
1: right? <laughs> I, I don't know anything about that, but probably.
0: Fantastic. So how long have you been a bourbon roadie? Oh,
1: I can't quite say from the beginning because – um I didn't listen. I guess I came on after a few episodes, probably after Randy left, because okay. I actually got to meet him for the first time um, at this past Bourbon on the Banks Festival, which was which was nice. Um, you know, as soon as I heard him talk, I was like, you're Randy, you know, that <laughs> kind of thing. And I also heard Brian talking. I'm like, you're Brian. So, you know. That's funny. That was really cool.
0: But so. Uh, right after Mike joined. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. probably.
1: Um, I can't even remember how I found you guys. It was just kind of like, I, you know, you get on your bourbon journey and like uh, I travel some for my job. So I listen to podcasts. So I'm like, okay, let's, let's see what's out there in bourbon podcasts. And I found, you know, you guys and uh, and whiskey lore and bourbon pursuit. And yeah. So I have my few, you guys uh, get me through the mountains of Eastern Kentucky and the, you know, the plains and the hills of
0: the rest, of like, you know, c- central and yeah. yeah. So I, I, I like YouTube channels. I, I have a few that I follow. Jason and the Mash and Drum is one. Scott, my Bourbon Journey is another. Um long time fans of both of those. For me though, I like to be hands off, eyes off. Yeah. So, you know, I wanna like you drive. I got a farm, I cut grass. <laughs> uh but I like to I like to listen. I, I've actually gotten to the point now where I can work and listen. Yeah. I used to not be able to do that. My brain wouldn't let me. Um but I've trained myself.
1: Yeah. I've kind of trained myself. So if I'm not driving for work, like yeah, today I listen to I do like a catch up and then sometimes when I catch up, I'll
0: listen to like a book or something. But so if you're if you're listening to a podcast and you're working, let's say you're on the computer working and you're listening do you ever do that? Oh yeah. Okay. So you're on the computer working. Um obviously one or the other has to get tuned out a little bit, right? I would say the podcast. The podcast gets tuned out because you have to focus on your work, yeah. and I do too. I'm a software developer, so I'm very intently f- focusing on what I'm doing. Um but I still remember the show. I still remember what they talked about. I still remember everything, but I'm not actively listening. It's just background.
1: Yeah, it's like walking into a grocery store and hearing the, you know, the music going on. So yeah. it's but you're like, oh, I know that song, you know, kind of thing, I yeah. guess. I mean, if you gave me like 20 questions about the episode, mm-hmm. I think
0: I could pass. Yeah. But, you know, but. And I've got a few podcasts I listen to, but they're not all bourbon podcasts. Do right. you have podcasts other than bourbon? I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: I'm a Premier League soccer guy, so uh, I follow a team. So there's a couple of those. And um there was a. Uh, Heavy metal one that I used to listen to, but it's no longer he's no longer uploading episodes because I was always a big heavy metal guy way back when I no more headbanging for me. I'm too old.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. Well, I tell you what, I've got this new one in my glass here. Uh, This is no, I shouldn't say the new one. I've got the old one in my glass here. The new old one. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about this. Okay, so this one's from 2015 um,
1: and it came in at 112.8 proof. Um, this one, I believe, I want to say the range of the years that you could find this was like 2014 to 2016, I guess. And these so, are still on the shelves. You can find them. Uh, uh, maybe in
0: yeah, across the, across the seas. I mean, they're out there, probably in a few places. But but I mean, you get into the the older liquor stores in the small towns. I mean, 2015 is not that yeah. old, right? I don't know. You've
1: you've talked to Dusty Dan, and I'm a big fan fan and friend of his too. So, he, I mean, I, I think he'd tell you too. It's just, it's done. it's, it's kind of harder to find, like, especially around in, in the United States. I mean, there might be some really po dunky towns that might have something magical, but usually estate sales and auction sites and that kind of thing is kind of where you find these. And then there are Facebook groups out there.
0: Well, you know, you can always hope. Yeah. You can always go looking for the dusties on the shelves. I, I, I just thought that, I mean, if it was being only seven or eight years old, it might still be a few that, because they keep stocking the front of the shelves, they keep pushing the others to the back, but I don't know. It's a little more floral. It is. It definitely is. It's, it's kind of lighter, too, a yep. little bit. It, I know it's lighter in color, but it's lighter on the nose as well.
1: And you know as well as I do that there's a lot of bars opening up that are kind of finding these things too. So you'll find these at, I mean, there's neat. There's our local place which I love, House of Commons here. Um, there's um, Silver Dollar Saloon has a few other things. Silver Dollar Saloon, yeah. One of
0: the best places to have some old pirate bottles of Elijah Craig barrel Oh My goodness, thirty dollars a pour. Yeah, it's for, it. And actually, you know, all the places you mentioned, it's. A lot less expensive than you might think.
1: It's not too bad. I mean, you can, all, most of them offer half ounce pl- uh, pours. So which, which is all you need to make a decision, yeah, right? Which uh, won't, you no, know, depending on what it is, won't put too much of a, a damper on your wallet.
0: Well, cheers. Cheers. It's a little bit drier. A little bit of anise. Yeah. Yeah. Which is. Which is really interesting because we hadn't had that
1: at all, and I get that totally.
0: It's amazing. You know, you're dealing with these these things where the profile is not supposed to drift a whole lot, but it does. Still got a nice spicy kick on the I end like there. That. I like that. Cinnamon. Yeah,
1: definitely. Like a little hot, like those red, little red candies a little bit. Just a little. Not a big mouthful, like three or
0: four or something. Wow. I prefer this one. Do you? I do. And the newer one, I I liked it a lot. Might make a great, I like, I like this one. Might make a great blend too. It could. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> just enjoy them for what they are. Right. I mean, you're pretty good at your blends. What? When you do make a blend, do you have kind of a method to your madness?
1: <sighs> uh, you know, I've got a nice collection of bottles and I don't know. I usually just kind of come up with an idea. Um, like
0: you know, choose a base bourbon
1: and then yeah. you do things uh, to it for your guys. You know, I just got kind of an idea. I had, you know, I'm obviously into kind of older bourbons, So I was like, let's call something dust in the wind. That's what yep. I was named. Yep. Um, so, uh, and then, yeah, you know, I just kind of look and what I have a whole lot of, and you know, yours was kind of like my first go at it. So that was kind of fun. Um, and then, you know, I did like infinity bottle, kind of thing and but I was very particular about what I put in there so like wasn't everything yeah um I c- tried to keep the profile kind of similar and then uh not
0: reproducible I, though
1: no no uh and then with Jason yeah I just kind of again I had an idea but I actually started that one really early and like had to cut, like some different variants and then like I let them sit for like I don't know like a couple months and then went back to it I think I had three different versions went back to it Tried them, I was like, okay, this is my favorite. And then I just can't say mass produce, but I made like about,
0: I don't know, two pints of it or a pint or something like that. Yeah. So it's just kind of Yeah. I mean, I highly recommend a listener if you if you've if this has piqued your interest at all, take a shot at it.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes you get a bottle that you're not crazy about. That's probably one of the best things to try to blend with. Because you can there's an off note to you. You know, try a little something
0: in it and see what works. And it's not always true that if you take a good bourbon and a good bourbon and you mix them together, you get a good bourbon. This is true. I I won in 2021 and 2022. I was out the first round.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I thought I had, you know,
0: a pretty solid pork. You thought you were bringing some some ringers to the show, but not so much, huh? Oh, well. Well, this is really good. This has been a blast. I've had such a great time today going through these. You know, it is Thanksgiving. And... uh, I need to ask you Todd what are you truly thankful for this year? I mean what are some things that mean more to you than whiskey?
1: um that's pretty you know obviously family uh, I've got a couple young kids. I'm late to the the kid game I've got a four and six year old so uh, I mean, they mean the and world to me. That's a brave just, man, though. I, I, I didn't say I was a smart man, Tim. I, I am a brave man, though, most times, or at least I've been having kids. But, uh, you know, uh, if there was a silver line into COVID, it was, I got to spend, you know, a lot of time, for better or worse, with them. So it was amazing. Um, and then it's been kind of a rough year. I've lost a lot of family members on my dad's side of the family. So we literally lost, like, six people in my family. Like, some were, you know— Kind of had you know due to illness, and then I had an older uncle who actually worked at Jim Beam here in Frankfurt. Uh, saw him at a funeral uh for a cousin, an older cousin, and then like I think it was about four or five days later, he had a had a heart attack. And,
0: oh, sorry
1: to hear that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then you know I'm I'm thankful for the board. They uh they've they've uh, allowed me to be the decor guy here at the uh, Frankfurt Bourbon Society, the Corner Rick House. So um, I invite. Uh, any and all your uh, bourbon roadies, if they're ever in Frankfurt, uh, hit me up. I'm, I'm you'll see me pop up on the uh, Facebook thread every once in a while. Just I actually just posted kind of a neat little craft idea I've been doing uh, with some corks. I put it in a shadow box, and <laughs> I saw that nice. Um, so um, yeah, uh, I've met like Doug Keller and you know a lot of others, and like when they come in town, I'm like, hey, give me a shout, and we'll try to meet and at least have a you know have a pour or. You know, I'll give you a little tour and show you around the the corner Rickhouse. So, absolutely, yeah. So, I'm I'm thankful for whiskey friends. Um, you know, it's it's always good to get together and have a few pours and just kick back and and talk about you know what comes to mind.
0: Solid, yeah. solid. Yeah, I'm pretty thankful. You know, I'm thankful for being being able to uh, be here for 60 years. I mean, 60 years is uh, a blessing. I hope to be here for many, many more. Um, certainly, thankful for my family. Um, thankful that uh, you know that I've my family's growing tremendously. Eight grandchildren now, and uh, and one on the way. So amazing, love family. My my children are a little bit older than yours. My oldest is uh, my wife and I together have five children. The oldest is. 40. The youngest is 28, I think. Youngest. So that's a bit older than...
1: I'll be in a wheelchair when I get
0: there. Definitely thankful for that. Um, I know things are crazy in the United States now. You know, things are crazy here. Um, a lot of weird stuff going on. But we're still the beacon of hope for a lot of people. Uh, the United States is still a destination for people around the world. Everybody wants to be here uh, because this is a this is a place of hope and future and unlimited capabilities. And so, even with all the nastiness and craziness that we see on a daily basis here, uh, it's still a wonderful country and a great place to be. So, I'm always thankful that I was born and raised in the United States of America. So, agreed. Awesome. Well, I want to give you a moment just to tell everybody one more time how they can find the Frankfurt Bourbon Society, how they can find you – uh, online? Um, online. I have, do have an
1: Instagram account where uh, I'll just kind of share pictures of sometimes what I'm what I'm drinking or, like I said, some crafts um, and just oddities like that. And uh, it's the Dripping Barrel on Instagram. And I got that name from an old liquor store that used to be here in Frankfurt. And it used to have a really cool neon sign that kind of did like the motion thing of a, <laughs> a barrel that dripped like bourbon out of it. And yeah, so paid a little homage to that. Um, and then on Facebook, I'm just good old Todd Ritter. Um, I said, uh, sometimes you can catch me live on the hello again, whiskey friends, YouTube channel. Um, yeah. So.
0: And Frankfurt bourbon org. Yes. Uh, and then
1: also, uh, we have a nice, um, we have a couple of Facebook, um, pages for the uh, Frankfurt bourbon society too. So, um, yeah.
0: And bourbon on the banks, And worry. bourbon on the banks. Well, you're 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 touching all things. I am. You're a busy guy. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's a it's a pleasure to have you on the show. It's always great to have a, a roadie on the show. It's certainly, somebody who's been a friend for a very long time. Thank you so much for sharing your whiskey with us today. My pleasure. Uh, it's it's uh, it's a it, this will be a memorable Turkey Day show for sure. Very Thank glad. you. Awesome. Well, you can find The Bourbon Road on all social media outlets. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, threads. Yeah, we're not posting as often as we should, but we still post. And just check us out. Uh, We do a show every single Wednesday. We do uh, an hour-long show. You can be sure of it. This week, we're a little late getting this one out. We apologize, folks. But, uh, hey, you know, it it is almost Turkey Day, a lot going on. We'd love to have you listen to every single episode, and the best way to do that is to go up to the top of that app you're listening to us on. Hit that subscribe button. That way you'll get a notification letting you know that The Bourbon Road has just put out a new episode. If you want to reach out to us, go to our website, thebourbonroad.com. we got our swag on there, but most importantly, we have a Contact Us page where you can... Write us and tell us what you're thinking. If you've got a distillery in your hometown that's doing it right, let us know about it. We'd love to reach out to them. You can always reach us by email at team at bourbonroad.com. But until the next time, we'll see you down the Bourbon Road.